This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the federal pay gap between men and women is narrowed, but it's still there. Two congressmen want to stop government funding that pays for experiments on house cats. And the chairman of the Joint Chiefs says America needs a bigger Navy. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. The pay gap between men and women in the federal workforce is smaller than it was 20 years ago. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Men made 7% more on average compared to women in 2017. That's better than the 19% pay gap between male and female federal workers back in 1999. The Government Accountability Office says the majority of the pay gap is due to factors that can't be explained by quantifiable data, like discrimination, career choices, or workplace flexibilities. But GAO says the unexplained pay gap is higher for Black and Hispanic women compared to white or Asian women in the federal workplace. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. Congress agreed to some long-awaited corrections to last year's paid parental leave law for federal employees. The final version of the annual defense authorization bill includes provisions that would extend paid parental leave to all employees at the Transportation Security Administration and the Federal Aviation Administration. It ensures health workers at the Department of Veterans Affairs and term and temporary employees in government are also covered. Congress approved 12 weeks of paid parental leave for employees last year, but left out a few key parts of the federal workforce. Whether it's animal cruelty or carefully conducted research, this bill would end a certain federal activity. More now from Tom Temin. A House bill from Republican Brian Mast and Democrat Dina Titus would end use of house cats in Veterans Affairs Department research. The Cat Abuse in Testing Stops, or CATS Act, follows similar bills to end dog testing and to eliminate VA funding for it. Recent research has used cats to test potential aids for bodily functions of veterans with severed spinal cords. Mast, an Army veteran wounded in Afghanistan, calls the experiments wasteful and unacceptable. I'm Tom Temin. DOD's oversight of how contractors protect data is picking up steam. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us how. The Defense Industrial-Based Cybersecurity Assessment Center reviewed the data protections of 110 vendors in 2020 and expects to increase that rate this year. Darren King, the director of the DIBCAC, says at the National Contract Management Association conference yesterday that they'll use a hybrid approach that includes in-person and online assessments. The biggest things that they missed is multi-factor authentication. You have to be able to log into a system and have trustworthiness in the person who's logging in. Additionally, King says the most important document is the vendor's system security plan. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A national cyber director is coming back to the White House. The House and Senate included the provision in the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill, which passed out of conference yesterday. The Trump administration eliminated the cyber coordinator role in 2018. The new national cyber director would be a Senate-confirmed position in the White House with policy and budgetary authority and would coordinate national cyber incident response efforts. It was one of 26 recommendations from the Cyberspace Solarium Commission to make it into the NDAA. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff says the U.S. needs a bigger Navy, quite possibly at the expense of the service where he spent his career. 
Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. In a speech to the U.S. Naval Institute, General Mark Milley strongly suggested the Army's budget would need to shrink in the coming decades as the Pentagon spends more on what he thinks are the biggest priorities, projecting military power in lots of places all at once. In particular, he says that means at least a 500-ship Navy. If we're serious about great power competition and deterring great power war, 500 is probably your entrance ticket to a competition like that. So we're going to need a larger fleet. That doesn't necessarily mean 500 crewed ships. Millie says between 150 and 250 of them could be remotely piloted or autonomous. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. A commission that's been looking into why there have been so many military aircraft accidents says there's no single answer. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. Between 2013 and 2018, the military lost 224 service members and 186 aircraft accidents. That comes to about $11.6 billion in crashes. The National Commission on Military Aviation Safety says there's a multitude of reasons for the problem. The commission says training cutbacks may be taking a toll on safety. Unpredictable funding due to government shutdowns and continuing resolutions also put aircraft and depot maintenance in jeopardy. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. When it comes to personal finances, the Defense Department appears to have contentment in the ranks and beyond. About 70% of military spouses said they felt comfortable or very comfortable in their family financial situation. That's a 6% increase from 2012. The numbers come from DOD's 2019 survey of military spouses, which also reports that 41% of them said their financial condition improved in the past year. Agencies must inventory how they're using artificial intelligence under an executive order from President Donald Trump. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The executive order ties together several AI policies or proposals recently made at the agency or federal advisory committee level. It gives civilian agencies a common set of AI ethics principles to follow, largely borrowed from policy documents adopted by the Defense Department and the intelligence community. It also directs the Office of Personal Management to look at expanding job rotation programs meant to bring more private sector AI talent into agencies. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Government Accountability Office is asking the Census Bureau for an update on the quality of 2020 census data. The Bureau announced last month it uncovered anomalies during data processing that need to be resolved before it wraps up its work. Census documents obtained by the House Oversight and Reform Committee show these anomalies will take at least 20 days to resolve. The Bureau, by law, has until December 31st to submit apportionment data, but census officials say they'll run past the deadline if the data is not up to their standards. House Republicans elected a few new committee leaders for the 117th Congress. Illinois Congressman Mike Boss will be the new ranking member of the Veterans Affairs Committee. He'll replace Tennessee Congressman Phil Rowe, who's retiring at the end of the year. Alabama Congressman Mike Rogers will replace Mac Thornberry as the ranking member of the Armed Services Committee. Thornberry is also retiring. Kentucky Congressman James Comer will remain the ranking member of the Oversight and Reform Committee. He took over as ranking member when Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan left the position to be the top Republican on the Judiciary Committee. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus on our coronavirus resource page. I'm Peter Masurlian, in for Eric White. This 
holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.